Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast, The Boss Fandom Podcast. On my podcast, I talk about movie news and TV news, sometimes gaming. So if you like these kind of stuffs, please subscribe to my podcast on either YouTube, of course. You can find my podcast video version on YouTube. And then you can find it on your favorite podcast feed like uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere. I think all of the podcast feeds have my podcast. I'm not sure, but I know Stitcher... And Apple, Google, of course, Spotify has it. So, yes, so I discuss weekly news that happens in the film industry and TV industry every week. And of course, gaming, because it's Summer Game Fest now, so I usually highlight the big announcements. But until now, except PS, uh, State of Play, not PS, uh, PlayStation, whatever. There's, there hasn't happened anything big. Of course, State of the Summer Game Fest actually starts today so today at eight o'clock in start i will not live stream because it's very late i'm a morning person but i will next week i will try to keep the highlights take the highlights and the big announcements of course i will talk about xbox uh, uh, uh show xbox showcase and Bethesda on monday so keep watching on for that so please subscribe to my channel so i will talk about that i'll do a separate kind podcast episode for that one and anyways guys so today's topics are of course netflix geek week happened and there were a lot of great announcements but i'm just going to talk about one particular announcement where they there where they have shown production photos which i will show you later and that is one piece yes i know people there are still people who hate this idea but just listen to me okay and then we're going to talk about the witch part two a korean thriller film going to talk a little bit about top gun 2 and of course joker sequel was announced we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about the new taiwanese horror blockbuster that is marketed as the scariest horror film in the taiwan cinema and of course you know me i'm a big sucker of asian cinema it's hollywood and hollywood i count on usa and canada england great britain those countries uh, asian pacific which is korean taiwanese thailand chinese mandarin Japanese and then I think India will come after that or Nordic no India because I watch more Indian films than Nordic films so anyway we're gonna talk about that and of course Blade which something I have told you before it's confirmed now I'm gonna talk about that and then finally Face Off 2 the Nick Cage and John Travolta's film so anyway guys please don't forget to subscribe and for all of you who have watched my videos for the past few weeks thank you very much i really appreciate it i have 30 su subscribes right now and i'm really happy for it and tomorrow i'm gonna release a new big book video i won't tell you what but it's gonna be a new book video tomorrow and on monday xbox showcase coverage so let's go to the topic so let's talk about one piece first so here are pictures of one piece as you can see in the middle one he's gonna play luffy trust me guys he's the one to play luffy because he has, the, he has the happiness, the charisma. He's always charismatic, happy, funny, goofy. He has that character. And when I saw his introduction video, I was like, okay, that is Luffy. That is Luffy, point and break. Just put it that way. That is Luffy. And the other two guys were the show nurse runners on the image. As you can see, look at the first ship Straw, Straw Hats Pirates has. And look at the art design the concept art and the production design of this show is really big i thought they're gonna cgi everything but apparently not they're gonna have real boats of course they're gonna cgi the sea battles if they send the fame crew to sea battle in real time it will go go on very bad it will be very bad for the crew but as you can see on this images they are like building like body spark they're building the ship they're building everything they are putting so much money and production value to be authentic as possible and of course, there are people that doesn't believe that One Piece will succeed. Look, they are building Luffy's ship too, the Straw Hat ships. Because I know what we had. We had Cowboy Bebop uh, live action adaption, which was, I won't say very terrible, but it was bad, guys. It was bad. I think the first episode was pretty great. I haven't finished it yet because it was bad. <laughs> I don't want to put my time on bad shows, but first episode was 
really okay. That's what hooked me to watch further. But the action was terrible. It was like rehearsal. Like, okay, hit there. Okay, wait five seconds. Okay, take the knife. Other side. Block the knife. Wait ten seconds and then hit. It was like a rehearsal. So it was really bad. And the com comedy was okay. It was like a little bit childish. Like, uh, Mustafa Shakir played very good as... Uh, oh, what was his partner's name? You know, one of the main protagonists. Not Spike. Uh, Spike's partner. He played really good. And the show ended with a post credit, of course, of the final member of the crew. And the anime is classic. Don't, don't worry. The live action hasn't ruined the anime. Anime is always a classic. It's a good anime. Watch it. It's on Netflix. I know in Sweden there is on Netflix or Wakanim. So I think it's everywhere. Because I read, I think I read in Hollywood Reporter that the anime is releasing on Netflix two weeks before the live action show. So that's one issue. The action was my shoe and the comedy was. Yeah, it was good and it was a little bit cartoonish. But Mustafa Shakir played really well. The com his comedic presence, presence <laughs> was good. And then the CGI was really good. The production value was really good. But it was very slow. It was like it didn't have a red thread of the story. So, yeah, it was bad. So many people, there are some people who like that. And of course, I'm really happy for you guys. But there is that like aura of negativity. <laughs> put on this One Piece show and of course I'm praising One Piece just because I look at the production value and the cast the cast are good and the production value is good and these two guys on the photo that's just passed through right now are the showrunners and they are One Piece fans and there's one big big highlight that I believe that this show will succeed in a way that's my belief because Ichiro Oda is so engaged with this project Mr. Oda, the father of One Piece, is engaging with this product, project and the script and the screenplay. So I believe he will do. I believe he will do a great work. Of course, there is some percent percentage of chance that the show will suck and will cancel after one season. But if this show succeed, I will be very happy, and I hope I will like this show because the production value and the money they are putting on the show looks really amazing like they're building boats they have boat set designs they're doing like everything to make it a little more realistic than lot than a lot of cgi and i hope fingers crossed i hope they don't do gimmick like the anime when luffy punches his pistol like gum he say gum gum and then pistol in japanese i'm not gonna mimic that guys it's terrible i hope he doesn't say that because that will be two titles i think this show will have of course comedy and seriousness and I think it's gonna go more further into a PG rating, like a mature PG, because One Piece is pretty dark when it's dark mixed with lighter, like comedy and fun and emotion. That's what One Piece is so great and has been successful for these past 25 years. And of course, we got a news about the One Piece manga is gonna reach its final arc. I was really shocked, a little bit sad when I read this, but everything's gonna add some way. And I was shocked that One Piece succeeded so long, 25 years straight, with the manga and the anime. And I'm 100% behind to, of the latest episode of the anime, so I'm trying to keep up. But Eijiroda, uh, he needs his rest. He has, I think the final arc will be very big. And of course, we'll have a time frame shift and he will take a pause also. He needs pause, he's gonna focus more on this show. He's not the showrunner, of course, but he's engaging. I'm sorry, he's engaging with the One Piece show. So I think after he has finished his final arc, he's gonna put 100% faith on the live action adaptation if it succeeds. We didn't get any trailer or anything, but you can watch the behind the show footage on the Netflix uh, YouTube channel. So I will put it on there. We can expect the teaser maybe later this year. I think the show is gonna release next year in the summer because it's the production started like six months ago man it was past it was like one it felt like one week ago it's all about this but really uh, write in the comments guys what do you think about this do you believe that the show will succeed i believe in a very good way because the production value is big and not only the production value the cast is amazing for the roles especially luffy i love that guy i think his name was eco or something i'm sorry but he's amazing for this guy he has the aura and charm of luffy 
And then of course, Oda Sensei, Mr. Rachel Oda himself, the father, is very engaging with the project. So anything else, write in the comments below what you think about this and let's discuss it there. Well guys, the next topic is very short because I haven't watched the first film. This is about The Witch Part 2. It's a Korean thriller uh, directed by Park Hong Joon and it's about a high school student with amnesia tries to uncover what has happened to her, all leading her into deeper troubles, ultimately revealing a darkness she could not have imagined. And it stars Kim Dami, Min Soju, Kim Min Kim Dami. If you have seen Itaewon Class, you know the girl who is like really confident with the blonde hair, which loves the protagonist very much and wants to help him to succeed his goal. That's Kim Dami. So this is getting a sequel. Apparently, it got a sequel, and that it's gonna be released in American theaters. I hope it get released in Sweden too, because the, apparently uh, the first one. In US made 25 million dollars and that's that's big in Korean money because the film released very late they see how the movie goes and then they the if a distribute if a dis distributor get interested some distributors when the film has shown in Cannes festival or uh, Sundance festival there are many film festivals for all foreign films and independent films and then they will consider to buy the rights and show it to the public in their country so the second one called called uh, the witch 2 of course the other one this is from hollywood reporter guys so it's directed by the same director park hong joon and starts newcomer sia as a mysterious girl who emerges as a sole survivor of a blood bloody raid and the top secret research facility behind the clandestine witch program she is quickly rescued by a couple who understands the level of threat the girl now faces. However, as the assassins tasked with locating and silencing the girl move closer, the lives of all three are in grave danger. And the film co-stars by Park Hyun Bin, who is in Stove League and Do You Like Brahms, Seo Eun Su, I'm not good at pronouncing some Korean name, Korean name guys, I'm sorry, who stars in My Golden Life, Kingmaker, and Jin Gu, who stars in Mother and Descendant of the Sun. That's a very popular show, Descendant of the Sun. And Sang Yo Bin, who stars in the battle and road to victory and perhaps love. So these are the cast, and you can see the image here. This is not the image from the second one. This is the image from the first one. First one, and she's the main protagonist. This woman here with the uh, brownish beige jacket, and yeah, she is the one. So have you seen the first one? Write in the comments. Uh, have you seen the first one? Was it good? But the director is very good. I think he is the same director. I recognize the name. He directed the old boy. I think no, I saw the devil. He was the writer. I saw the devil. Fantastic film. And of course, let's see. I think he was the director of the old boy too. Uh, whatever. He, if you said, if you have seen, I saw the devil. That's a fantastic film. So he directed the first two, uh, the both films, and the first film was apparently well praised. And if you have seen it, write in the comments because I haven't seen it and I'm going to watch it somehow when it releases on streaming, which is which it hasn't in Swedish streaming services, all the streaming services in Sweden. So I just wanted to announce this, guys. If you are a fan of this film, The First Witch, this is good news for you. I'm definitely going to watch the first one because it sounds really great. So write in the comments, guys, if you have seen the film or if you haven't, are you excited without any spoilers? So let's talk about Top Gun Maverick, probably the one of the the best film of 2022 so far. Listen, I wasn't a big fan for the of the first one. I liked the first one. The romance was very good, probably one of the best in the Hollywood cinema history. One of the best, not the best, one of the best. And uh, the story was pretty good. It wasn't wow. It was good. It was nice. The chemistry, the characters, I, I like those things. The friendship between Tom and Goose are really great like they're really very close and Tom Maverick is very close with his family the second one though I saw the critics reviews it was it got amazing score and the critics loved it and my friend liked it my me and my friend we have totally different taste taste for the majority of time when it when it comes to films and TV shows so I went to the movie Dolby Atmos Cinema here in Stockholm I watched the film I was hooked and emotionally invested through the whole film. 
when their intense flight scenes happen happened i was like squeezing my drink when something sad happened i was very sad i became very emotionally invested in those scenes the romance part wasn't that great like the first one it wasn't bad it was good but it wasn't great like the first one and i didn't expect it either because i was hearing a lot of uh, mostly criticism about the romance but it was beautiful they were beautiful you know when they were sailing and riding the bike and everything so it was good and i love the film like the whole film from start to finish i love the film overall for now this is the best film that has been released this year so the thing i want to talk about about top gun this can maybe be tom cruise first billion club film i think it's his first it's it's his top uh, grosser domestic grosser of the film on a memorial day uh, in 2022 so experts are thinking that tom cruise will join the one billion club and it's now destined to gross north of 900 million globally including 500 million or more in north america right now when i checked imdb i'm just gonna check it for a second i think it was still five uh, million why i'm writing tom cruise top gun maverick there directly i'm just gonna check the imdb uh box office uh result uh let's see just a second uh, there so worldwide gross is 583.4 million dollars and domestically uh 321 dollars so and the budget it has overseen the budget uh the film has made a lot of money of course but let's see what the people at hollywood reported thinks nothing short of astonishment swept across hollywood over the june third and fifth weekend when tom cruise top gun maverick dropped the mere 29 percent from its memorial day launch thanks to spectacular word of mouth of course the film had a great word of mouth reviews uh, people everyone was talking about the film like have you seen this oh my god it's so good it's amazing it's eye gasm film it's you will drop your jaw it was like very good so the, the lowest decline in history for a movie opening to 100 million dollars or more and a slim decline for any movie according to Tom Comscore a decline of 50% would have been considered excellent or even 55% so these declines or this drop of percentage they mean like in the coming weeks the bigger hollywood temp pole opens and the more inclined it is dropped 60% or more take marvel and disney's doctor strange which is its fifth weekend on sunday began the first film to 2022 to cross 900 billion marked at the world box office despite falling 67% in its sophomore outing so doctor strange has been released now like a month and three days and it has made more than 900 dollars of course it's marvel studios and if trust me if dr strange released in the other homophobic countries the movie would have made more than a billion dollars more than 1.5 i think because it was a lot of countries with a lot of inhabitants and i feel very sorry for them as i said before that the people the fans of marvel couldn't watch the film but this is a huge news that it dropped only 29%. It's very huge news for box, uh, not box office, Top Gun too. And of course, uh, Tom Cruise, his biggest film is of course, Mission Impossible Fallout, which collected 500, 571.5 million overseas for world, worldwide total of $791 million in 2018, which was the latest Mission Impossible film, which was really good. And of course, Mission Impossible ghost protocol made 694.7 mission impossible in the rogue nation 682 million and the war of the worlds 603 these are the top grossing films of tom cruise and the experts are thinking and may i also me too like i think also that top con will reach one billion dollar club because it has already made i think it's the third weekend now over 508 507 right yes or 500 million dollars either way but they haven't calculated the weekend so we will know for sunday or monday what the top grosser is for to, uh, top gun and i think it will blow our mind again but whatever guys write in the comments what do you think have you seen top gun 2 have you watched top gun 1 which one did, do you think is better i think the second one is the best and do you I, 
Do you agree with me that this is the best film of this year so far? If you're not, that's okay too. So write in the comments, guys. We can discuss it there and don't spoil the film. Let's talk about a very popular film and one of the great comic book films ever made, The Joker, which released, I think, 2018 or was it 2019? Uh, whatever. It released like two, three years ago. And that film was really sick, dark, it really dived into mental health what society can do to a vulnerable person and how that vulnerable person will act and it was so well written and well directed by Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix was crazy he won the best actor for that film and of course Joaquin Phoenix had made a lot of films he had made a great astonishing performance like have you seen her where he fell in love with the AI, which is voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Uh, he fell in love with the AI. They have an intimidating relationship. They have everything. It was it was very clever. He he Joaquin Phoenix is a very talented actor who can act like bizarre, crazy roles. Very good and very realistic, like many actors. Are. But he did he did a very good, astonishing performance of Joker, especially the ending scene. Uh, which was great, the late night TV show ending scene, which was crazy, and then he danced and enjoyed and everything. And this film, for me, I thought this was gonna be a one-shot film, just one film, not in, not more, just one film and finish, because it felt like it. It felt like just one film, you know. It just, it didn't felt like. Uh, yes, I'm recording. I'm just gonna check if I'm recording. But it felt like just one film, guys. It didn't feel like a trilogy or like more uh, sequel or anything. That's what I felt, and uh, like many of my friends felt too. It was like just one film. I don't know how this is gonna continue. It's not pos It's not impossible. Of course, it's possible, and of course, there's a proof right now. But I thought this is gonna be one and only film, and that's what the director said before. Also, that it, this is gonna be one film. But there is a reason that this film has made a sequel for the first time. It, for the first, it made more than a billion dollars at the box office and it was nominated for 11 Oscar awards 11 and these are best picture best director best actor best adapted screenplay best cinematography best costume design best film editing best makeup and hairstyling best original score best sound editing sound mixing and they won two awards of those five it was original score and actor of course, as I told you before, Joaquin Phoenix won the best actor. So, when money comes, of course, it's worth to dive in more to this world. And of course, our brain especially, guys. Ideas come and come and comes and goes. Ideas pop up every time. That's what's special about the brain. And I get ideas, like many ideas, every day. Whenever I'm away, just from nowhere. Many people are like that. So, according to Deadline, and of course, according to Todd Phillips, as you can see on the image below, perfect timing. Todd Phillips has announced Joker Folie à deux, I think. I think, I know two, deux is two. And there he is, the man himself, smoking a cigarette, reading the script, with a killer view at his window. So, deadline is reporting. This has been building since before Toby Emmerich excited, exist exited and Michael DeLuca and Pam Addy took the reins at Warner Brothers. Joaquin Phoenix hasn't quite signed the deal to reprise his role as the distributed murderous anarchist Arthur Fleck in the sequel to the billion dollar grossing Joker. But the film is a go. Director Todd Phillips revealed on Instagram that there is a Joker sequel script he just wrote with Scott Silver and that Joaquin Phoenix, who won an Oscar for playing the title role as I told you, is reading it. As the image describes this image. then. That isn't quite true. Phoenix read it a while ago and it has come down to making a rich deal for him to star in the genre jumping sequel. The screenplay of the title Joker Folie à deux, I think. <laughs> Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, guys, but I know two is do or something. Which is, whatever, the French reference being a medical term pertaining to a mental disorder which affects two or more people. The first Joker was the highest rating gross highest grossing R-rated movie which made more than 1.7 billion worldwide 
11 Oscar nomination, as I told you before, including Best Picture and second Oscar for Hilda Gunnar as original score. Man, I'm bad with names. So, this is the first. I didn't knew the film was R rated. Trust me, guys. Stranger Things, the latest season, you have seen that, right? That is horrific as F. And that is PG 13th. Like in the top level PG 13th. Like Doctor Strange, too. And this one is the. I thought this was PG 13 too. I, I don't remember. It's been a long time I've seen this film. I don't remember if there was any cursing there. But either way, there was a little bit of blood. Not a lot of blood, but a little bit of blood. As I remember. And it made more, more than $1.7 million. Well, guys, I'm really looking forward for this. I don't know if this film is going to be great, but it's the same director, it's the same scriptwriter. And if Joaquin Phoenix was very interested in this film and he has accepted the film he liked the script then maybe there's something big maybe this would dive deeper very deeper to the mental hand and of course they wrote that the folia adieu means pertaining a mental disorder which affects two or more people so i think there are more to this uh film not just joker more I'm not saying Batman. I don't think Batman is ever coming to this one because this is more focused on a Joker, a criminal, a supervillain, but more, more deeper in depth in mental health and mental disorders, what it can do, as I told you before. So maybe, I don't know. I remember listening to uh, some Slash film and, not Slash film, John Campion and one more podcast, a lot of movie podcast guys. I think, I think it was Geek Buddies. They were guessing that it was like maybe Harley Quinn or someone else. I think it can't be Harley Quinn because she's crazy too. She take a dose of cocaine and boom, she's crazy. And I don't think Margaret Robbie will play the Harley Quinn. I think they will take more serious turn on Harley Quinn role because here Joker was very serious. His uh, his act physical acting was crazy. And in the end, when he was taking a cigarette and dancing like a crazy person after he killed the TV show host. I think Harley Quinn will be in that form. Phys in physical performance, he's crazy, but mentally, she's very serious. And not joking too much around. So, I don't know. Let's see, this film, the script has done, so the pre-production has gone through a big phase. Now the actress accepted that. Now they just have to find the other actors. And then... Uh, start planning the shoots and start filming and then maybe we will get the film later next year or the year after but anyway guys if you write in the comments if you love the first film the joker and if you're excited for joker 2 did you even think that there will be a joker 2 by todd phillips anything write in the comments so we can discuss it there so let's dive into taiwanese cinema so netflix has taken the global rights to the taiwanese horror blockbuster incantation you can watch the trailer in, uh, on YouTube. I watched the trailer. It was very gripping. It was very dark. Uh, there weren't any monsters on the trailer. So don't worry if you're scared of that. But the film, the vibe we got was really dark. And this is, in quote, the uh, horrific, most scariest Taiwanese horror film ever made in Taiwan cinema. And uh, Asian Pacific cinema are very good at horror or thriller. So... This is from The Hollywood Reporter. So, the horror hit which Netflix will release on July 8th, in one month. Joining growing collection of top Taiwanese titles being made internationally available by the streamer. I love Netflix when they're buying international rights. Really thankful. So, Netflix has scoped up the global streaming rights to Taiwanese horror blockbuster Incantation, which it will release worldwide on July 8th. The film was released theatrically in Taiwan in March and has been described as the scariest Taiwanese film ever. So far, it has earned 5.7 million, uh, which will in, which will be 170 million Taiwanese dollars in cinemas, making it the highest grossing film at the Taiwan box office this year. So this is the top money-making film for 2022 in Taiwan, as well as the top earning original Taiwanese horror film of all time. Whoa. Okay, this film has a good story. So... I'm really proud that Incantation is going to be released in, on Netflix globally, maximizing the number of people who can watch it. By Kevin Ko, writer, producer, and director of Incantation. Man, what a guy. 
It has always been my dream to take films that travel around the world and are watched by every horror fan on earth, keeping them awake at night. I can't wait to hear viewers <laughs> keeping them awake at night, one asshole. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the viewers' reaction. Show. Incantation has resonated strongly with Taiwanese audience, and we are excited to share this movie with our member around the world," said Janao Ong, Netflix Chinese language content acquisition manager. Asian horror has been very influential in shaping the genre and bringing it to new heights. That's so true. And we are proud to partner with the new generation of Asian filmmakers who are creating the movie that will define the terror mystery views. So, this is oh okay. This is inspired by a true story involving a family of cult worshippers in Quanzhong, Taiwan. The film was shot in a mockumentary style, interspersed by found footage and actors breaking the fourth wall to address the audience. Okay, so it just it's gonna be the movie is gonna be like breaking the fourth wall, like Deadpool. So a critical as well as a commercial hit, Incantation has re received seven Taipei Film Award. Nomination including for the best narrative feature, best feature, not future, best director, best actress. Uh, I can imagine the best actress one because the actress, the head, the main protagonist was very good there, the trailer. Very good. The Taipei Film Award winner will be announced on July 9th. Okay, so they released the day before it's released. I think it will be more bigger impact when they release the film after it has been announced. But maybe, but there's a big if if that happens so but it's well appreciated and the day after the film Netflix global debut a sequel has also been announced oh my god okay so when I watched the trailer for this film first when I read the news for this film I was mind blown and very hyped to watch this because the first thing I read was Netflix and then I read the rest of the story which I read to you guys and I was like okay I need to watch this film and there and then the trailer released and it was very awesome it was dark it was of course it was dark it was it was very well narrated the actors did very good top class acting and the protagonist was amazing so i will think she will maybe get the best uh, uh best female actors actress so the film is coming in one month so i hope they will cover the type a was of course hollywood reporter or deadline will cover it but I'm very excited for this film. I'm really excited for this film and I hope many people are. And if you have seen the trailer, write in the comments because it was a scary trailer, but if you if you lower your volume and watch the trailer, you won't be scared because you won't hear anything. The sound design, the sound design was so great that it makes it scary. But there wasn't there weren't any monsters shown in the trailer. I think they wanna keep that in the film, but that's good. So you can watch the trailer without any problem, but if you are afraid of sound, big sounds, just mute the trailer and watch it. And put the subtitles so you can read what's happening. But trust me, the this looks good and I'm very hyped for this. And I love, I love Netflix. I know Netflix is going through tough times right now with the economy. They're putting a lot of money on their production, like One Piece, as we discussed before, has a big production value. Netflix has amazing TV shows and amazing projects. If you have seen, you don't have to see the, all the Netflix Geek Week, but just go to their YouTube and see the trailers, read about the articles. They have this year's Geek Week was the best, best announcements. They have really amazing shows that I never thought when I was a kid it's going to be released. Releasing like Sandman looks more awesome. Wednesday looks creepy, and there's the one supernatural action show where one of the one piece actors his eco who plays luffy is in it and he's very serious there it's a very very different dynamic but a lot of great shows and of course i don't think this will be good because i don't trust netflix movies as i told you every time but uh, jamie fox new film which is vampire and i love jamie fox he's an artist he's a tremendous very talented artist he's good at action he's good at series he's good at drama comedy everything in the film industry he's great at so I, that's why i'm a big fan of him just i just like when he talks in a comedic way or just normal it's really fun because he knows to put an in indirect inside joke and his uh, facial acting is very good that's why i love that guy he's amazing i'm a big fan of jamie fox but 
it looks nice. It's a vampire action comedy. A Jim Fox is the main hero. And of course, actors will tell their movies are good. It's a PR talk. They must or they'll be fired. Or why people won't watch it. They won't get, they won't get the money. Even I will do that. So, the, that movie looks kind of good. But trust me, I know Netflix are going through tough times in the economy. I hope they are getting back as all big companies do, majority of the time. But, of course, they are going to start with their ad-based uh, subscriptions and they're going to remove the password sharing. And uh, uh, I love Netflix where they are taking foreign content and buying the rights to foreign content and adding to their platforms everyone can watch. Now Netflix is dominating Asian content a lot, which I'm very happy for. They, if you can see the Korean library and Taiwan library, it's big. And of course, they are focusing a lot of global content. That's what Netflix is trying to do. But I beg Netflix to stop making shit movies and buying shit movie rights. Uh, let them pay their own money. That, of course, everyone needs the chance. But Netflix, come on. Uh, you got to do better. You, you can't do better. If you're doing 99% of your shows very good, you can do that too. Because not right now, it's vice versa. 99% of the films are crap. So anyway, guys, write in the comments if you're hyped for this. Have you seen the film? Uh, in any way, maybe you live in Taiwan. Have you seen the film? Of course, then you have seen it. Write in the comments below, guys, because I'm very hyped for this. And I hope you are also. So let's discuss it there. And if you have seen the film, don't spoil. Because I really want to watch it without getting spoiled. And I think everyone wants that too. And now, let's go to Marvel topics. A month ago, I announced here on my podcast that Blade will start shooting. Because it has been very long time since they announced it. Like, it's like forever. It was announced at Comic-Con 2019 at San Diego Comic-Con. But of course, we haven't heard so much except just that actor is hired, that actor is hired, uh, the director is hired, newcomer, newcomer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, reshoots, post-procrastination, uh, just like, just those stuffs, you know? And I told, and I told on my podcast that I read an article from the Direct, great people at Direct, that Blade film will maybe start shooting in July. And now I can confirm July 4th they will start shooting Blade. And thank God, really guys, I was I had a little bit of hunch, like how will Marvel do this? Did they plan, did they show it without planning? I had a little bit of hunch, will this movie ever be made? Because it's vampires and everything, and in Disney, first time we're seeing like vampires at Disney MCU. Look at that guy smiling, man. He's he's gonna be the great blade. He's gonna be a very good blade. And so we got an announcement, and they're sticking to it, and they have a schedule open for November or October next year, and that will be Blade, hopefully, because if they start shooting now, they will like finish the shooting like at the end of the month, and the post production will start, and of course, the film will process if. If some, if not anything F happens like COVID again, or something like other thing or reshoots. Of course, no reshoots won't affect because Marvel, like past eight plus years, they have always planned the reshoots. When they do the script and screenplay, they plan the reshoots because there can be. They don't plan what to reshoot. They put days on the calendar. Okay, we're gonna reshoot this. We have this so many days for reshoots, and when they are editing in the editing process, like happens con uh, constantly every time when they shoot with the director, they they talk. Okay, let's reshoot this scene. So the actor knows there's gonna be reshoots, and everyone in the project involved with the project knows that it's gonna be reshoot. So without me talking so much of happiness of this, let's go to the article by Screen Rant, which is about Blade. So, the Blade Marvel Cinematic Universe reboot will reportedly start filming this July in Georgia, according to new product, product list, production listing report. You will see a picture here on the slideshow that Kit Harrington is shown from the Eternals. Because if you have seen the post-credit scene from Eternals, Mahershala Ali debuts with a voiceover and telling to Kit Harrington, as I told you before, when he's touching the sword, you know. The gooey dark sword with the dark vibe, like the screech uh, wraiths from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> if you know what I mean. When he touches the sword, a voice comes, uh, you can hear a voice like someone stopping him, like, Are you sure you're ready for this, Mr. Whitman? 
Dane Whitman here. You can see the image below. And that is Mahershala Ali's play. That was confirmed by Chloe Zhao, the director of the film. So we can accept, not accept, expect, sorry. We can expect that Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman character is in this film, The Black Knight. So the iconic Dampier Blade might be making his way back to screen sooner than later as the Marvel Cinematic Universe reboot will reportedly start in filming this July. Western Snipes first brought Marvel Vampire Hunter to the screen with the late 90s film trilogy, which reached uh, mixed reviews from the critics across all three films. Despite the reviews, the Blade trilogy garnered a cult following where box office hits, helping establish Marvel's success on big screen. So, Marshall Ali, one of the greatest actors in the world, who and is in this era, who previously made his MCU, or I will say MCU debut with Luke Cage season 1 as the secondary antagonist Columnout is said to take over the role of Blade for the film reboot with his casting having been announced in 2019 as I told you before San Diego Comic Con for the first one look if if Marshall Ali wasn't so ambitious with his project he would have left the project a long time ago because this film should have been released like now past year because it was announced two years ago, of course, pandemic hit, it got fucked up. Post-production, reach, not reach, it's post-production, work from home, pauses, sabbaticals, everything happened. But Marshall Ali stick to his role, he really wanted to play his role, because there was rumors that Blade's gonna be uh, recast. And guys, trust, don't trust unreliable sources in, in Twitter or like fake websites like if you want reliable website you have hollywood reporter you have screen rant they are very reliable the direct they have a twitter id2 mcu direct they are very good 99 percent they are like uh like accurate information you have variety deadline many things you have like movie youtubers or podcasts like john campus show geek buddies you have me <laughs> i'm marketing myself yes you have me because i go through reliable sources and i listen to reliable sources that's how i get my news of the film because i love to read those so if anyone is spreading like tyrese gibson's gonna be new blade which was spreading like wildfire don't trust that because I was digging deep to it. There's no reliable sources. Someone made that tweet and people were retweeting, retweeting, retweeting. And it was like fake news. No, Marshall Ali is going to be a Blade and he's very ambitious to play Blade because he loved this character. So, let's go through the article now. Marvel Studios shortly thereafter tapped Watchmen alum, alumni Stacy Ama Osek Kofur. I'm sorry to pronounce that very bad i think stacy if you say miss stacy to pen the script making her the first black woman to write the moral film my woman so she has written the watchman the show which is very popular i haven't seen it but it's really popular and i want to see it so let's go and land a mogul mowgli basam tariq to direct yes of course this was announced very time ago with the male player now in place for the project it looked like the blade mc reboots finally about to take off finally nearly three years after the project first Enter development, a new listing of the film and television industry alliance production list indicated that the Blade MCU re reboot will reportedly start shooting this July. The film is reportedly set to kick off production on July 4th, with both Atlanta, Giga, New Orleans, who cares about those. But anyway, Marshall Ali, this is a big article, you can read it. Uh, you can read it there, but I'm just going to read the final thing for you. The new report that Blade is set to start filming in July lines up to report from May 2021. Yes, it was one month, month ago. I told you about this. You can find, I will put the link to the video somewhere around here on the video. You can find it, the card, you know, that pops up. And again, the Marvel Studios has laid the in original September 2021 start date. Yes, the film was going to start last year to allow the further development time, which is good. Procrastination in film, gaming, books, entertainment. Procrastination in entertainment is good because we want good products and the creators want to deliver good products. So they have to risk sometimes. A risk, uh, risk instant. We have seen a lot of productions and directors like going to YouTube in front of the YouTube because YouTube is the main source material to sharing everything. They talk about it like Final Fantasy 15. They had a big event. It's gonna be released in September. And the game director came to stood in front of the camera 
in YouTube and told them we are very sorry we have to delay the game to give you the best experience and of course there are some people I don't know what they smoke where it's negative and write oh I was waiting the game you can't do that to me oh you assholes or whatever there are some people who doesn't understand a shit so who cares but procrastination and these things are very good because they want to deliver the best product which they make and of course we want the best product so additionally the five untitled mcu films slated for release in november 2023 and 2024 it seems like blade reboot will take up one of these dates should it start filming next month while audiences wait await confirm or whatever the film is starting is accurate they can revisit the original Blade trilogy streaming on hbo Max now look this is accurate because they have updated the news today which i haven't read through but i read the highlight like in hollywood reporter everywhere that blade will start july 4th uh, but of course there's a slight percentage that it will change like some days but the reports have been accurate that the filming will start july before it was september but they have postponed it and they were accurate about that too so now it is accurate that it will start filming july if if it doesn't happen something weird and it will delay like some days weeks maybe but i don't think so because uh, right now thor is releasing in one month and the next film will be black panther and uh, now miss marvel is out which is a fantastic show by the first episode was fantastic and we have i am groot which is releasing which is short episodes videos animated which is releasing august 10th and we have she-Hulk, which is released August 17th, I think. Yeah, August 17th. And we have we have one more show, I I forgot. Marvel has a lot of plan and they're making very good. They're facing it very good. And people are saying, oh, it's a lot to watch. People, they are releasing one episode a week. They don't release everything in one day there is one episode a week and they have one month time frame to the next or two months time frame so it's not much but of course people there are a lot of tv shows amazing tv shows coming out and it's hard to keep up but uh, marvel is doing a great job right now and I'm really happy that blade has finally continuing it's going further in the project and i want you to write in the comments what you think about this have you seen the old blade did you like them are you very happy to hear this that they're gonna start filming Blade? Do you think it will release the Halloween next year? I think it will release Halloween next year or maybe postpone some months. I don't think it will release like 2024 in two years. Next year, because if they start filming now, they will keep up with the next year's schedule. But of course, Marvel has many projects at hand, but they have, keep the, they have kept up with the dates. So write in the comments, guys, what do you think about this? And let's discuss it further there. And guys, the final topic will be very short. It's about Face Off, a film that was really popular with starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, which released 1997. And they have announced the sequel is at words. And I haven't seen the first one, so I can't tell you about so much about that. But like, Nick Cage is growing now. He has been, uh, he's, he has been observed. He has been like off lately. He has released some very bad films in tv films which was not good like primal and those kind of films and then pig came which i haven't seen but was very popular and i waited to see and waited to see it and then came one more i don't remember the name and then came unbearable weight of mantel which was really fun film and was really popular by the critics so he is getting his trend up he is coming he's picking up so let's see the director says says he's just having such a moment of course he's getting back he's back even before pig came out he saw this as nicholas cage movie that become totally an obvious way to go now a couple of years ago the studios maybe would have wanted a hot young and up-and-coming actor or something now nick cage is one of the hottest actors in hollywood again of course he's fantastic dick cage is fantastic we're really honing in on the script we're not going to share it until everybody's like this is the one i think we really got it it has been probably the most challenging script we ever worked on for a lot of reasons there's so much pressure in wanting to make sure that it lives up to the legacy of the project but every draft you have have these things that just click in and you're like aha that's really what face off is precisely when you're writing you skip a million ideas you have a million ideas million 
things you want to add and some fits some doesn't fit but of course the director announced that the film is going the script writing is going they haven't started with everything yet because Nick Cage is very a little bit underrated right now because he is good in every role like unbearable mace uh, weight massive talent he was very good at comedy and he has openly talked about this in interviews I haven't many people haven't asked him about comedy script which they should after watching this film because he's very good at comedy his comedic sense has grown since past films so he and Pedro Pascal's uh, really like chemistry on the film was very good and I told in my short review they both take LSTs and they do some crazy shit on the film which was really fun so yeah if you haven't watched that uh, unbearable way to west talent watch it and if you have seen phase of one write in the comments below what you think about this because and if you live in sweden probably the europe 2 face off is available on disney plus on star category so you can watch the film there if you're wondering so i'm gonna watch it sooner or later but anyway guys that was everything for this week's podcast and there were great topics, great news happening. It was a great week. We have Netflix Geek Week. Now we have Summerfest. PlayStation had its announcement last week. And then we got, yeah, not good announcement. Like the best announcements was from Geek Week, Netflix's own show for all the fans. And they are releasing a lot of shows. They're focusing on more shows than film this year, which I'm happy for. And I really hope One Piece will hit off because the production looks very amazing. Anyway, guys, write in the comments what you thought about this episode. If you like it, please leave a like. If you dislike it, please leave a dislike so I know. And write in the comments why you leave that dislike so it will be helpful, like a feedback, constructive feedback. And either way, write in the comments either way. If you liked it, what topics you liked, do you have a feedback, please write that down too. It was it will be very grateful for me that you guys engage also in the comments below. So anyway, guys, that was it. And keep watch out for tomorrow because I'm going to release a new video according to books. Uh, press the bell icon so you don't miss it. And like, share, subscribe, uh, comment, of course, as I told you before. And have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow.